Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Game Luster podcast. Uh, this is Christine speaking, your host for today, and I am joined by Austin. Hello. And Rachel. Hey there. And today we are going to be discussing something that I'm sure everybody has very strong opinions on, and that is favorite video game villains. Not necessarily boss fights, but just best villains. But before we get into that, let's just, I don't know, talk about what's been going on lately. Anything interesting that happened this week or anyone want to talk about just how they've been doing since the last time we've heard you on the podcast? Why don't we start with Austin? Yeah, well, life has been pretty uh, intense lately because I'm about to graduate from college and about a week and so it's about the busiest week of the entire semester right now uh on top of that i'm doing some materials for a possible internship in new york city and um yeah it's i really hope i get it and also it kind of has to do with video games i won't i won't go into the details too much in case i don't get it but if i do i'll (laughs) surely talk about it um and then also I'm training for a side job uh, while I'm looking for other jobs that pertain to my degree. So finals, job training, internship stuff, it's been pretty crazy. But I managed to sneak in some time to play video games here and there, thankfully. Yeah, sounds like a crazy busy week. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I remember when it was like finals internships, looking for your life purpose after you graduate. Oh, yeah. I'm always that one person um, who sees, like, sophomores or, like, seniors especially and in college, and they'll be like, oh, man, I'm so excited to graduate. I'm so done with college. And I'm like, no, don't leave. Like, you don't <laughs> oh. understand. It's so great. That, that's the exact way I am right now. Yeah. You know, it's kind of dawning on me that finally I have to, like, you know, do adult things. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, I'm so excited. But I'm thinking, well, you won't be in a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. The the real world hits you hard. <laughs> After oh yeah, out here. <laughs> uh, how about Rachel? How have you well, been it's, lately? It's it's funny. Austin and I were talking about this just before we started the recording, actually, because I'm about to graduate as well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be graduating with a degree in game design. Sweet. Um, so it's awesome. Right now, I'm putting together my final portfolios for our classes I'm focusing in on monetization and I'm writing a game design document for um, a pitch that we had to do in one of our other classes but super exciting I'm just not sleeping yeah. <laughs> until it's over <laughs> uh, but yeah that's what I've been up to I've been just I, I've been playing a lot of mobile games because I'm trying to really hone in on what good monetization means mm. if there's such a thing as like an ethical way of monetizing a game yeah so it's been it's been a lot of that sounds interesting yeah it is yeah. it is it's fun i like it at least mm-hmm. i had some frustrations recently because i got the new harry potter game and i was like i'm so excited And then they, like, have this, the energy (laughs) thing that all of us were like, oh, my God, please don't do that. And they did it. I was so mad. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it kind of sucks from a gameplay standpoint, but it's a good way to get people to pay you money. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good business model, but not exactly a wonderful gaming model. Yeah, it's not, it's not super respectful, but it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. I will say, if you're looking for a game that's probably a good example of that, uh, if you've tried Fire Emblem Heroes, then um, they're super generous with their in-game currency. So definitely okay. look into that. Nice. I've been, I've been afraid to pick it up because I've heard, well, I'm the sort of person who can sort of go down the rabbit hole with games that I can carry on me, like... Game Boy was really bad for my <laughs> was really bad for my health, and so oh, I've been yeah. sort of like afraid to pick up Fire Emblem Heroes just because like I know some part of me is going to really enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, it can be sense. very addicting. <laughs> but I'll check it out. I I will eventually. Yeah, 
Um, let's see. My week, I also am not sleeping, but not because of school <laughs> things. I wish. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I just got back from trip to Korea. So I oh, am. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, mega jet lagged and <laughs> exhausted and readjusting my sleep schedule. And yeah, I went there to visit my old college and my old college roommates and stuff and uh, had a pretty fun trip. And I really missed being there and it was great to just go and catch up. But 14 hour flights are not fun and jet lag is not fun. So. <laughs> Sounds terrible. Yeah. Jet lag, that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I brought my switch with me and I was excited and like, you know was able to have a mobile console. I never really used my Switch mobilely before then, and then I was like, oh, I can actually bring this with me. But then I was an idiot, and I was going to Busan, um, took the train down to Busan from Seoul, the famous one from the zombie movie, if anyone's seen I was it. Gonna, I was going to say that was such a good movie. I didn't want to say anything yeah. about it, but like, In that it's one, one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and uh, I forgot to bring my charger for my switch and it died and i only played on like for zelda for like five minutes so sad and i was there for the weekend and i had the train ride back too and i was like i can't believe i forgot the charger (laughs) that's rough when i was packing yeah so i just i had to carry it around with me the whole time because i had like my backpack on where we were walking around so i was just carrying the weight of the switch without any of the enjoyability so that was not smart on my part, but I'm glad to be back having my Switch plugged into a TV and not carrying it around anymore, honestly. But so it sounds like we're all a little bit tired, but <laughs> not in necessarily terrible ways. Sleepy uh, cast 2018. <laughs> it's all good. The sleepy cast, yes. So uh, we're not going to talk about currently playing today because we really wanted to go in depth talking about the topic, which is, as I mentioned before, obviously, uh, video game villains. So I wanted to just ask everybody sort of what they think makes for a good villain. So for me, a good villain, I was thinking about this when I was coming up with my list. Um, A good villain, I think, in a video game is one that the game wouldn't be the same and it wouldn't be as enjoyable if they weren't in it i think is was my qualifier when i was oh, that's a good idea yeah when i was making this list that's great because i was thinking you know there are some boss fights i like but they're just they're monsters or something and mm-hmm. i'm like yeah i like that but they're not really an antagonist for me and i thought you know if if they're so compelling and they're interesting and they as an antagonist they sort of compel the gameplay like they move the story along i think that makes them a good villain and sometimes you know it's because they're so evil that you love them or they're understandable and relatable or they're cute or whatever it is but for me i think my qualifier was just is this game the same if i took them out do i play the game because i want to see this villain yes or no and that's kind of how i made my list so what about Rachel, what do you think qualifies for a amazing video game villain? Well, I had a I had a I thought a lot about sort of who I wanted to talk about this week and I mentioned before we started recording that I have more than 3 people on my list just in case, but I had boiled it down to essentially which villains in video games sort of gosh, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I don't know how else to put it. Like, which ones sort of just, like, spoke to my heart? Like, Mm -hmm. which ones really got me emotionally? Like, really got me invested in the story? Like, Mm -hmm. a couple on these, a couple of villains on my list are people that you just enjoy hating. Yeah. You enjoy the idea of their demise. And in one of my cases, um, I hated this villain so much that I stopped playing the game. Oh, my God. Wow. Entirely. Um, <laughs> so that's that's sort of what I was looking at, and I I took away things like evil corporations or like you know like like the flood from Halo isn't really like 
they're an enemy, but they're just like a horde of individuals. It wasn't like a villain. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of how I ended up narrowing mine down to the list that I have. Yeah, I think that's a good way of doing it too. Uh, what about Austin? Uh, I looked at two things. First off, I don't want them to be pushovers. You know, I want them <laughs> to actually be competent and uh, tough. So, so they definitely have to be like uh, not just an obstacle, but actually, well, actually, no. I want them to be an obstacle in my way, not just some little um, bump in the journey. You know, mm-hmm. so um, that's one part of it, and then. Also, this kind of goes along with you. Um, I, I like the fact that a lot of villains are likable despite their flaws. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, it's even if they're terrible, I just can't help but like them. And um, <laughs> you, you'll see on my list later that it probably reflects that they're horrible people, but they're just so likable, mm-hmm. um, personality-wise. So. Um, <laughs> I think those are my two, and then, of course, the criteria that you guys touched on are absolutely spot on, and I have to agree with that as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, we all have kind of similar thinking in a way, but also a unique perspective of villains, and yeah, and I think it also has to do with what um, what makes a game good to you, I think also is what makes a villain good to you. And, Agreed. Yeah, and it was, it was hard to make this list... Um, we discussed earlier, it's not really a ranking. We're not going like, you know, three, two, one. These are the top best ones. But just picking a few of our favorites, the ones that make the cut, basically. And it's like, there's some <laughs> villains that's like, I like them, but they're just pop culture villains. They're not really video game villains. There's ones that I'm like, uh, they're not really, yeah, they're a boss fight. They're not really a villain. So it's, it would, it was an easy way to cut down the list, but also I think it has to do with what makes games enjoyable for you relates to what makes video game villains um, fun for you. So, well, let's just go right into it. And I'm going to start us off here, actually, um, sort of segueing from what Austin said. Um, My first choice was the easiest pick for me. And this is the sort of villain for me, I almost put him in categories, I guess. Um, the first one is sort of good gone bad, hero gone villain, is one of my favorite kinds of villains that there is. Mm. And for me, out of all the ones that exist, my favorite by far is Arthas from Warcraft and World of Warcraft. Oh, oh that's such a good Amazing choice. Amazing choice. I adore him as a villain. And I think Blizzard they really like doing this with villains. <laughs> like I was looking at the list and I was like, I don't want to just only pick blizzard villains. That's not going to look good. That'd be very easy to do. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it would be so easy to do though, because I like so many of them and you know, there's like, there's Kerrigan and there's Sylvanas and there's Illidan and there's Deathwing. Like there's so many great villains. And, but a lot of them follow that you understand their motivations. You understand why they became a villain and they were a hero in a way or they were noble or they they were loved in a way before they became basically one of the big bads and i just i i love the storyline of arthas and i love the lich king um when I play Warcraft, it's my favorite Warcraft. When I played WoW, it was my favorite expansion. And I just... I don't know. He's... And it's interesting because the Lich King is almost like a separate villain in a way. Mm-hmm. And they're interesting because they're literally a necessary evil. Like, you have to have a Lich King, always. Mm-hmm. And obviously everyone's... When they think of it, they think of Arthas, but... Arthas was such an interesting character because he was just a a good guy who slowly became a dick and so like <laughs> by making all the wrong choices but for the right reasons. And it's almost a cliche, but it was I think that it was done so well with his character. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And honestly I mean sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say honestly I prefer him as the Lich King. 
that has Arthas at one point. <laughs> because at least now, like, he can summon undead dragons. And and he also, the Lich King created my favorite class in WoW, which is the Death Knight. So, mm-hmm. like, he is, oh, yeah. he's the Death Knight. He creates so cool. Death Knights. And it's like, that's my favorite class. It's my favorite expansion, like, in general, just my favorite thing. But it wouldn't be the same without him. And... I don't know. He's just, he looks cool. The character design's cool. The idea of like Frostmourne, it's very similar to the um, Soul Edge from like Soul Calibur. He's like evil sword. And I don't know. There's, there's just something about the Lich King. I just, I love them so much. And I kind of love to hate Arthas as you're going through his story. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, no, stop doing that. Why? Why? You're such an idiot. But then it's so compelling. I don't know. Blizzard does such a great job, I think, of writing villains that you can really uh, sort of identify with in a way, I guess, because they can be the worst guys. Like, really, just the worst. Mm -hmm. So evil. (laughs) But at the same time, like you were saying, you understand the thought process that got them there. And it's sort of like, like, it makes you think, like, how far would I go to try to do the right thing like Mm -hmm. what sort of terrible things could happen along the way and like where where do you draw the line before you realize like oh I'm the baddie yeah and and it's similar because I almost I I was like really close he edged out Illidan a little bit for me because especially with the recent wow expansion you're just like I get it like I get you Illidan I understand and you feel, like, sympathy for them. You're like, you got screwed over so much. And you were really just trying to help, and you were willing to do what no one else was, and that's what made you evil to them. But you gave that up for the greater good. So I'm like, are you really a villain? Like, I don't even know at this point. Ugh. Yeah, so that that's definitely my, my top choice. I don't know if anyone has something to add a, about Arthas or the Lich King or anything. Oh, I definitely considered putting him on my list. Um, I have a question. Have you read any of the World of Warcraft books? Yes. So, have you read Arthas, Rise of the Lich King? Mm-hmm. Great book. Yeah, um, amazing book. Yeah, I mean, you know, any Arthas fan should definitely read it. Yeah. Um, there's so much backstory on him. And, um, you know, I love in World of Warcraft how in the end, even though he's terrible he's redeemed in a way you know when he dies and he uh has a talk with his father mm-hmm. uh it was kind of a i don't know a bittersweet end to him yeah um and then you know i don't really want to spoil legion but let's just say it's kind of the same way yeah <laughs> um and i really like how blizzard does that they do definitely a great job on villains yeah i agree i i admire them so much and i think He's he's definitely one of my favorites for a very long time. Every rendition I've seen of him, um, of the character, I've always loved. So let's go on to Rachel. What is your first pick? Well, I guess I'll start with sort of what I was talking about briefly earlier. Uh, and my first pick is actually the player from Shadow of the Colossus. Ah, oh, yes. I felt so bad. Oh, gosh, just the sinking pit in my stomach as I was killing those guys. These, like, beautiful, elegant, like, terrible, one-of-a-kind creatures. And by by my fifth or sixth monster, I just, like, I had had enough. I mm-hmm. couldn't. I felt terrible. It was, it was made really clear, and I know that's the point of it, is that, like, you're not necessarily the good guy in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it for love, but, I mean, at what point do you say like this is this is too much and I I I had it I I actually have never finished playing it wow and yeah I well I've actually never played it (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) yeah oh yeah just and and that that was my pick just because the pit in my stomach when I played it and when I think about even still when I think about playing it I just I feel terrible I genuinely mm-hmm. felt like a bad person. And so that's 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 my topic is me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually like I was that was one of the ones I almost picked too. Oh yeah. Um but 
you haven't finished the game, so my pick is basically you, but I was thinking <laughs> of picking Dorman, who is actually the voice in yeah. in the game that compels you to do these things. And you think, um, I'm making a deal with them, oh, they're on my side, they're helping me, but then, no, they're they're horribly evil. But they never... It's all a great big betrayal. Yeah, but they don't... I feel like they don't exactly lie. They just kind of twist the truth. Like, they tell you, oh, it's going to be a very heavy price to pay to resurrect this person. And they are 100% correct. And, um, I love, I love the villain in, in Shadow of the Colossus. You being the villain is a great, um, perspective. I think that it was really sort of validating for villains as a whole, just yeah. to like put you in the place of one of them. Yeah. And you're not necessarily doing it for the wrong reasons. You're just, that's where life has you right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, the really fun part is like Dorman, I don't know. I'm just going to, you're not really going to finish the game, right? No, I mean, I've already, I, I watched, I watched the end. Yeah. I, I know what happens. I, I, just, I can't. I can't physically do it. <laughs> yeah. It's been out for a while, so I'm just going to, like, put it out there. But, like, yeah. basically, you become dormant. You become basically him. Like, he takes you over. And you don't get to fight him. Like, you don't. And you become the true villain. People come to fight you. You never get to slay the evil in this game. You become it. You become... they. You get killed when you're the villain. And it's such an interesting twist. I love it. And I love the voice. the How they combine the male and female voice to make it sort of... The, like, ambiguity of it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, so... That was really cool. I appreciated it. Amazing yeah. pick. I think they're one of the best villains. And making you be the villain was so much fun. It was really good. It was really, it was a really impactful game. For, I mean, I know I didn't finish it, but it was a really impactful game for me mm-hmm. just to really embrace that side of the story. Yeah. So impactful you couldn't even finish it. I, I did not finish yeah. it. I, I don't intend on, I, I, mm-hmm. I watched playthroughs at the end, but I can't bring myself to, to swing the sword. Yeah. What about Austin? What's your first pick then? So he probably is my top pick and it has to be handsome jack oh good one (laughs) (laughs) um what i love about him is kind of it kind of goes along with my criteria that he's really likable despite how much of a massive well you know he's just a horrible person but he's also hilarious and this total egomaniac and it fits so well in uh the borderlands universe i every time he comes up on the radio, which is quite frequently. You want to hear more from him just because, you know, um, Butt Stallion is the <laughs> famous example. Um, <laughs> and just also, yeah, he's a pushover, but um, he's been such a thorn in your side throughout the entire game that you kind of have to admire that about him, even though he's just this engineer or what was he, a coder or something? Um, but also, um, (laughs) also, I don't know if you guys have played, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, but he's, he's kind of an antagonist, kind of not in that, and he's present throughout the whole thing. Um, so, you know, you get more, more quips from him and, uh, you know, I just, (laughs) I just love the guy. (laughs) Just, there's not much to say other than that, um. You know, he, he might not be a boss, really. He might not uh, pose a threat in the end when, you know, you shoot him in the face. But he's definitely, for me, the most memorable. And when I think of my favorite video game villain, he's always the first one that comes to mind. So, for that reason, I, I guess I just have to give him my top pick. Mm-hmm. That's a great choice. He's so He's so wild. I mean, Borderlands is a wild wild series but <laughs> handsome jack is he's so if he's such an intrinsic part of borderlands too just like as far as style goes like he's got some style points that boy oh yeah he's like the <laughs> personification of borderlands really i mean oh yeah he's he's a psycho everybody else is a psycho but like 
you know, everything is super uh, quirky and everything. He is, he's a perfect villain for the series. Yeah, he's great. He's he's a little crass. He's a little silly. And if crass and silly isn't the epitome of what Borderlands is, I mean, he's perfect. <laughs> and, you know, when he, like, gets serious, it's kind of scary. Because you have this guy wisecracking you the whole time, and then all of a sudden he's, like, super serious and super grim, and you're like, oh, God, this is not good. <laughs> it's a little unsettling. Yeah, that's a great pick. I think that that's one that lots of people will agree with as well. Because, like you said, oh, they, yeah. they're, they basically personify, like, the games in themselves. So you couldn't imagine the game without them. Like, and so many people know who they are like they have a fame to them for a reason i agree yeah he well borderlands 2 just wouldn't be the same without him and that was one of your criterias (laughs) he's he's definitely he definitely falls in that category yeah um well my second pick is pretty i don't know depending on your perspective, but pretty different. Um, maybe unexpected from people. Uh, my second pick, favorite villain antagonist of a game, is actually Baby Bowser. Oh, oh interesting. That's a good one. I love Baby Bowser. <laughs> why Why Baby Bowser above regular Bowser? That's the thing, though, because so Super Mario Sunshine is a great game, and that's where you really get to know Baby Bowser well. And, yeah, it's because he's different. Like, you have Bowser is very classic, and I love Bowser. Like, no offense, Bowser, but his kid is just, like, an adorable version of him. (laughs) And, I mean, he has his other, like, Koopa kids and everything, but Baby Bowser is different, and I feel like he's also way more fleshed out. And I like the look of him. I love his little bandana where he painted on the fangs because he wants to look tough. <laughs> and it just, it doesn't work. It makes him cuter. <laughs> I think the, like, the design of him is great. I like his voice. I think it's a really, they did a good job on his voice in, um, in Sunshine. Now, I haven't, I haven't played Super Mario Sunshine. So, like, what... I'm curious what sort of evil shenanigans he's up to in that one. Because that's the thing. He's not hes not so much evil. He's just mischievous. <laughs> and I love it because in his perspective, Mario is the villain. Like, Mario and Luigi are the villains. And you kind of get it because he his in his perspective, he's, you know, probably the mental age of like an eight-year-old or something. Mm-hmm. There's these two plumber guys who keep attacking his dad, like on a monthly <laughs> basis. And he's just like, "You're evil." <laughs> like, Get your hands off my dad! Yeah, you, you pick on my dad, oh. and like he, you come in and you like mess up his house and kill all of his friends <laughs> and like attack his dad. Like, of course he thinks you're evil. I'm like, I get it, baby Bowser. Like, I would be on your side if it was possible, and. <laughs> In Super Mario Sunshine, um, what happens is Bowser tells Baby Bowser, because Baby Bowser doesn't have a mom that we know of. He doesn't. He wants to know what happened to his mom. So Bowser tells him Peach is his mom. So he thinks Aww. that Mario kidnapped his mom. Oh, no. And he calls Peach Mama <laughs> in the whole game. No! And so he oh, kidnaps her. Yeah, he kidnaps her and he's like, oh, I got you, mama. It's going to be okay. And he's like, oh, get no. back from my mama. And like, he's like defending her with his life. Oh, baby. Yeah, and he's like trying to like give her the good life and whatever she wants and stuff. And like, he just doesn't understand that he's the villain of the game. He thinks it's about <laughs> him. And he makes, like, a fake Mario, like, Shadow Link style to go and cause chaos and get Mario in trouble. He graffitis, and, like, you're, the whole game is, like, cleaning up graffiti from Baby Bowser. <laughs> he has giant, like, robots that he fights you with. He's, like, it's, he's a really fun, like, in the game, gameplay, like, he's a fun person to fight. I like the boss fights for it. He brightens up the game he's such a lovable character but he's technically 
a villain, but it's hard for me to see him that way. But I don't know. He's, I understand him completely. And I like that he just is like, yeah, of course Mario's bad. He kidnapped my mom and I'm the good guy here. And like at the end of the game, Bowser has to have like a heart to heart and be like, he's, she's, she's not your mama kid. Like, I'm sorry. I lied to you. And he's just like, (laughs) oh, my heart, this poor little guy. But I love Bowser, but Baby Bowser is my favorite. And anytime he appears in a game, I'm 100% on board because I'm like, I want to play him. He's he's so cute and awesome. He's trying his hardest. Yeah, he's just trying his best. And he puts up a pretty good fight for a little baby. Like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's pretty good at what he does. Like, he, he studied his dad pretty well. That's, that's so sad and so cute all at the same time. Yeah, it's like heart-wrenchingly cute. <laughs> like a sad puppy. <laughs> so Anytime he was in a game, like uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, or even Super Smash, I'd play him because I really like him too. Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably actually my, or one of my favorite Mario villains next to King Boo. Yeah. Um. And, you know, Mario does really good villains. Yeah. They do great. And it was kind of hard to pick because, like you said, like, you know, we have Mario villains and Nintendo villains in general. There are so many great ones. Um, like, you know, like King Dedede and things like that. And I also love Fawful in Bowser's Inside Journey. He's fun. He's, like, really <laughs> yeah. punny and great. And, but I don't know. He, Bow- Baby Bowser just, like, beat them in my mind because... He's fun to fight. His motivations are understandable. You don't... It's really hard to hate him. But then he's also kind of annoying. So you're like, ugh, stop. It's like, it feels like being a babysitter almost. (laughs) You're just like, please stop (laughs) spilling paint everywhere. Oh my god. And that's what the whole game feels like. So he's like antagonizing you. But he's... and And even when he's like shooting missiles at you, you're just like, aww. It's it's gonna be okay, little guy. <laughs> like I can't think of him as pure evil, but he's definitely a villain. Aww, little guy. Oh, so cute. Good pick. Yeah, thanks. So let's go <laughs> to Rachel's next one. All right, which one am I gonna pick? I think I think this round I'm gonna go with the Prophet of Truth from Halo Two. Oh, and a little bit of Halo Three. Yes. Um, I mean it's it's kind of hard to look at someone who started two intergalactic major conflicts and also (laughs) wants to wipe out the entirety of life in the system and not say that he's a very evil dude Mm -hmm. um yeah he just for me he's one of those guys that whenever i look at him i'm like oh you little you (laughs) (laughs) i just i hate him he drives me crazy and his motivations are so counter to his title pretty much every time you encounter him he's lying he's manipulating and i mean as the prophet of truth like that's kind of contradictory to what his role in the civilization is supposed to be Mm -hmm. and just constantly constantly trying to do the worst thing like whatever whatever the right thing to do is the prophet of truth (laughs) is always on the complete opposite side of that spectrum he wants you to suffer he wants you to die he wants you to be humiliated Mm -hmm. and i think that for me at least one of the most impactful little like details about him that really made me be like "Ooh, you're you're a terrible person (laughs) is (laughs) so if anyone hasn't for some reason played halo or know about halo basically if you activate all of the halo rings life is just over for everyone it's automatic game over for the entire civilization for the entire galaxy um and so that's that's the whole thing that the prophet of truth is trying to do but simultaneously as he's ordering his armies to go and take the rings and activate them He's not letting them into that key piece of information. Mm -hmm. And so he's essentially sending hundreds of thousands of people to activate the switch on their own death. And that to me was just, oh, I hate him. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> he's he's easy to hate. Yeah. He's very easy to hate. Um, and plus his design was so cool. Mm-hmm. He just visually was like a really like he was a character that stuck with me. And he he basically lets the other prophets die, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He sort of is like, oh, oh no, did you did you die? Dang. (laughs) And then goes about his day. Yeah. (laughs) And to make matters worse, kills Kelly Keys. Mm. Rest in peace. Terrible guy. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace. Terrible worm man. (laughs) Like you're just like you're a scumbag. Wait, was it Kelly Keys? Was it? Uh, oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I think it's been a Captain Keys' daughter. Yeah, it's been a long time, too, but I love Halo, so good pick. Yeah. You gotta pick those, like, villains who are just, they're so scummy. Like, they're they are a bag of worms. Like, they're terrible, <laughs> and you hate them. Literally. <laughs> like, the, the... Yes, literally. <laughs> Oogie Aww. Boogie style, they are literally a sack of bugs. Like, <laughs> that terrible of a person. Yeah, he's he's pretty bad for me. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of my least favorite and also most favorite villains that yeah. I've ever had to, to go up against. Mm-hmm. Just a real scumbag. You're satisfied, like, you're like, ugh, I just wanted to kill you. Like, mm-hmm. one of those villains. Those are those are great sometimes. Sometimes I'm just frustrated. I'm like, oh my god, please die. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but. Yeah, so that's my pick. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to Austin's second pick. Okay, so this one might be a bit more obscure. Let me ask you guys, have you played uh, Fire Emblem Shadow of Valencia? Not that mm, one, though. I see started no. playing it and then never finished i moved. i okay. moved in the middle of my in the early middle of my playthrough well i'll give you some background information on this guy his name is burkut and he's like the embodiment of that pompous noble that you just hate oh, no. and um <laughs> and oh. in fire emblem there's they stick to a lot of archetypes and he's just like that antagonist that's a noble that just absolutely hates the peasants um and so yeah he's he's one of the major antagonists um of the empire that you're fighting and what i love about him is that he's not very difficult to beat and you encounter him several times throughout the story and every time you do it he like progressively gets more and more angry and just becomes super erratic it's kind of funny just watching this guy break down, <laughs> but at the same time, you feel really bad for him because uh, he's just trying to, like, impress his uncle, who's the emperor, and oh. he can't, and he's just being, like, squashed by these quote-unquote peasants. Um, <laughs> it's just really funny to watch that, and then in the end, um, it gets pretty dark with him. Let's just say that it doesn't end well, but you do feel bad for him at the end. Um, I mean, I'm I sure don't... it's embarrassing as a as a nobleman, as a commander, trying to, well, win and then getting oh, yeah. defeated over and over again by the peasants. I'm sure. I'm sure that's a hit to his pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I mean, this guy, his luck just gets worse and worse throughout the game, and what really nails it home for me, um voice actor his name's ian sinclair does a phenomenal job and also um echoes is the first fully voiced fire emblem game so to have a uh voice actor that does it so well uh is is really good i absolutely love his performance in this that's awesome it can add so much the voice acting it just adds so much to a character and it can make you love them or hate them or love hate them. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love those uh voice actors regardless of, you know, if it's a game or anime or movie or whatever. The ones who do the super annoying voice, annoying <laughs> pompous voice so well. Like, ugh, oh yeah, this itch. this guy has that. Yeah. It's really good. And you're just like, oh, I hate you so much. Like, you're <laughs> such a good actor. I hate them. Just like the second they open your their mouth, you're like, please shut up. Oh my <laughs> god, you're annoying. 
but then you yeah it just it motivates you because they're so annoying but yeah i think that i haven't played the game but i that archetype is just one of my favorite villains to hate <laughs> is that type i there's always like that annoying pompous nobleman that you come across like in games or in movies or whatever and you always hate them so much like they're basically joffrey <laughs> and they get what's coming to them <laughs> yeah. you know like it eventually bites them back in the ass but what's different for him is in the end like you know you hate him you hate him in the beginning actually and then in the end you you feel bad mm-hmm. and that's that's actually uh, pretty good writing on fire emblem's part yeah. After a few uh, games where the writing wasn't so well, but I'm just a huge <laughs> Fire Emblem fanboy, so what can I say? Uh, that's, that's good. It reminds me kind of of um, the one person in the obscure anime reference here, uh, the Escaflone film, and they're just like trying really hard to be great. And they slowly go crazier and crazier. They have annoying voice, but yeah, you you and you kind of feel bad for them in the end because the way, at least in that film, it's just like the way he's used. It's just so heartbreaking. But it's really great writing when you can take someone you hate so much and still create a little bit of sympathy for them, and you're not just mm-hmm. like, and that's done. Good riddance. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like oh I I'm kind of sorry like I I wouldn't take it back but I'm I'm I feel bad about it at least <laughs> you'll think about it at night for for a little while <laughs> I'll think of it sometimes but like I would, I don't regret it but I do feel a little bit bad <laughs> yeah definitely um so for my final pick here uh I'm I'm looking at my like collection of names here i'm gonna go with one segueing off of that somebody that is a good villain because i hate them so much (laughs) and it might like i'm gonna build this up and it might be a little anticlimactic but like i hate them so much and they're a good villain because i hate them i i feel no remorse like no redeeming qualities i just no and that would be flowey from undertale (laughs) Oh, I hate That's him. a good one. Oh, I hate him so much. I hate him. And, like, uh, I don't know. There's, I, I feel like there's not much more I can say besides that I really, really hate Flowey. And they did a really good job of making a character that, I mean, maybe there are other people who are like, oh, I sympathize with him. But, like, I feel like he's just evil. Like, he's just evil. And even if you delve into the fan lore and... Uh, where he came from and you try to sympathize with him I still just feel like he's super evil and <laughs> I can't I when it was like oh because in the game Undertale for people who haven't played it like you get to make the choices like am I going to play the game as a pacifist and not kill anyone and resolve things differently am I going to do sort of neutral where like sometimes I'll fight people sometimes I'll find another way or am I just going to go full genocide mode and just kill everyone (laughs) and you have that choice and the and you know the endings and the play is different and depending on the order you do it too like if you do genocide and then you do pacifist like the pacifist run will be different the game remembers oh that's interesting yeah that's what makes it so fun and the thing about flowey is when the game resets, a lot of people forget what happened. And Flowey remembers. He has the oh. yeah, he has the ability to save. So he he knows what's happened. And that I feel like that would kind of make you go crazy if like the world keeps getting reset and reloaded, but you remember everything every single time. And he he just when he like kills people and you're just like oh my god how could you kill that person and and then he becomes like this super he's like this innocent looking little flower with a really creepy smile but then he becomes like this huge horribly 
gross, hard to fight boss. And the tra- it's like very classic transformation, like going through the stages, transformation kind of thing. But like in the beginning of the game, he's like, oh, hey there, fella. Like, I'm here to help you catch my friendliness pellets, which are just bullets. And he's just trying to kill you the second you land there. He's like, I will kill you and eat your soul. But he's like, I'm just a flower here to help you. And when I first played Undertale, I was like, I don't trust talking flowers with faces. And I I was like, no, I'm not going to absorb your friendliness pellets. That's weird and gross and it's not happening. And he got all angry at me and was like, just die already. And like his face changed and it was all terrified. And I was like, oh my God, this game. (laughs) Yeah, that part was really scary for me too. Yeah. It's like five minutes into the game and you're just like traumatized every time you see a daisy from now on. <laughs> like, are, are you going to transform and turn into a terrible skull face too? But That's creepy. I didn't trust him for a second. The second I saw him, I was like, I don't trust this flower guy. And I don't like him as a flower. I don't like him when he transforms. Like, And he's just, you can't really get rid of him and if, even if you spare him he's like I will come back and kill your friends forever like why are you trying to spare me and he tries to convince you to not spare him and that's just s- so weird <laughs> and like he doesn't beg for his life he's just like hey why are you not killing me like I'm gonna murder everybody I don't know <laughs> and to take something like a flower and turn it into one of the most hated villains and characters of all time I think was very well done <laughs> that sounds wild I mean I haven't played Undertale but I might have to now <laughs> I might have to now I've been I've been thinking about it for a couple of years and I mm-hmm. just haven't quite pulled the trigger but I mean I'm into creepy flowers <laughs> <laughs> someone gives you like a flowy bouquet <laughs> <laughs> they're like here i heard you like these <laughs> i'm just imagining all the faces just looking up at you <laughs> so scary oh my god <laughs> uh, i don't like it yuck well i regrettably never um finished undertale but i do remember flowey and you know it's kind of hard for a game to get me to hate a flower mm-hmm. <laughs> but they did yep and i give them props yeah, exactly. It's like, how did you do that? How did you make me filled with so much anger? And that's the, but that's the thing, because then you start getting angry at yourself because Flowey is manipulating you to hate him like he wants you to. <laughs> and it gets more frustrating because you're like, oh, I hate you. And like, I'm doing the pacifist run and I, and he like does all these terrible things and I'm like, oh, I just want to kill you so bad. And he's like, yeah, do it. Kill me. And I'm like, oh, but I can't. <laughs> like, I hate you for making me hate you. You can't win. Yeah, there's there's no winning. Like, if you kill him, you're like, you feel bad. Like, the game does a very good job of making you feel bad every time you kill someone. So if, like, if I try to kill him, like, I'll feel bad. If I spare him, I feel bad. Like, there's no winning with him. And that's what makes him a great villain to me. <laughs> But definitely not in the way of my other picks because I don't like him. <laughs> oh. Okay, so let's go to third pick, Rachel. All right, let's see. I too have a lot of, I, I have a lot on my list, but I think that my third and final answer is gonna be Andrew Ryan from Bioshock. Mm, interesting. And if you haven't played Bioshock, he's basically the creator of this underground world rapture and he has sort of set it up as this utopia where people can seek shelter from the government they can find refuge from the limitations that most of society you know would place on us and so over time it sort of descended into a madhouse of heathens and (laughs) terrible just terrible things people are cutting each other up uh people are saying things like oh you know thank goodness i've been freed from the chains of morality like my life is so much better now Mm -hmm. and all the while andrew ryan is sitting up top going yeah you do that i am (laughs) so glad i empowered you 
<laughs> and he's, he's basically created an army of drug-addled citizens to defend Rapture from anyone who would want to take it over. And I think that's just despicable. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's just, you know, to, to use your power in a way that would immediately harm everyone who's supposed to be under your care is just yucky. <laughs> it just makes you feel icky. It, it does. It does. It makes me feel icky. And it's, I, I mean, oh gosh, there are just so many things. He's, he's <laughs> terrible. And all, all of the sort of sub villains you meet during your time in Rapture are all operating with his direct consent. Like, I think one of the ones that really, really stuck with me the most is that there's, and I forget his name, but he was a surgeon that takes people in to give them plastic surgery to make them more beautiful. But instead he like cuts up and mutilates their faces and leaves them ripped open to die. He has pieces of like skin and intestine and faces stapled all over his little operating room and I just oh the heebie jeebies. I, I was a kid <laughs> when I played it and so I, I had a I had a nightmare from that one. Oh man. And he just just the fact that everything every bad thing that happens in this city is the direct result of Andrew Ryan enabling them. And I think that's really gross. So I want I, I, I wanted to pick a Bioshock villain, mm-hmm. but I think that because he's sort of the top of the hierarchy politically, that makes him the most <laughs> accountable. Yeah, it's very like real world kind of villain. Like, how <laughs> yeah. dare you manipulate people for your own personal gain, you corporate monster? <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh he's going to destroy the universe or something. It's like no, that's I mean obviously a very dramatic version of it, but like. Those yeah. kinds of people exist, and everyone <laughs> hates them. So, it's it's a dramatic retelling of something that could very well happen. Yeah, in a lesser scale. Mm-hmm. He's such a quotable villain, too. You know, so many oh, great yeah. quotes. Um, well, I guess, I guess it's the writer's quotes, but you know, you kindly read us some. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, the first one, a man chooses, a slave obeys. That's the obvious one, right? I like this one. Um, We all make choices, but in the end, our choices make us. Ooh, yeah, also very powerful. Which which is ironic, considering the way he operates, Um, especially in regards to your player character. It's just... Oh, yeah. It's ironic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Those two quotes... I admit are on top of this uh, website, but they're also the two that I remember. <laughs> so I think I think that means that they're good choices. Definitely. I mean, if something that a character says to you, especially a villain, can stick with you like that, I think that's successful writing mm-hmm. and successful villain creation. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move into third and final pick of the podcast from Austin. All right. So um, there have been many versions of the devil in video games from Cuphead to The Witcher 3 and the one I'm talking about is from The Witcher 3. His name is Gontor Odim. Are you guys familiar with him? Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I'm, not really. I'm still playing through that game. Oh, I, <laughs> it's, I, it's I, I log in a couple hours game. every week and I've just been trying to slug my way through it. <laughs> well, so um, good. He's. I'm in Skellige. He's the. Oh, that's. I love Skellige so much. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I love The Witcher. I read all the books and everything. I'm a super big fan of it. Oh, I really uh, want to so read them. So I'm. I'm a little biased, but um, he's Gontor Odim is the antagonist of the Hearts of Stone expansion, and um, also his name is an acronym for God, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, but this guy. Yeah, he's basically the devil, and what Geralt does is, well, he makes a deal with him to get out of a situation, which turns out to be a bad idea, Um, (laughs) and he just, he quite clearly can kill anybody, even Geralt, but one thing that he cannot resist is making a deal 
with mortals because he gets something out of it. So that's why you have uh, in the Hearts of Stone, you just have like Geralt doing a bunch of tasks, which are actually really fun. Um, and Garcro Dim, you know, he shows up every now and then. He's also kind of this cocky guy until the end when he is quite clearly the devil. Um, probably my favorite part about him is he can stop time and just do whatever he wants. Oh, and wow. in this one instance, he sticks a spoon in a dude's eye for no reason Ooh. at all. Rude. And, <laughs> and, and so it's just him and Geralt talking in the end. Time has stopped except for them two. And, um, he just, yeah, he, he sticks a spoon in a guy's eye. It's really nasty. And then time continues and Gaunter is gone, but this guy, he's got this spoon in the eye and everybody's freaking out. He's just a horrible guy. Um, and then in the end, you know, you have a choice. And if you beat him at his own game, super satisfying. Because unlike uh, Handsome Jack, he's not a likable guy. He's just a horrible, <laughs> horrible being. Yeah. He's, he's basically this, like, ancient being that likes to mess around with people and do horrible things. Um, as you do. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of fans, and I agree with it, I'm not just on the bandwagon, but um, they say he's, you know, CD Projekt Red's best written villain, and I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm excited to get to get to meet him in person then. <laughs> I, feel, yeah, I you... feel like I'm getting close, but he sounds like my kind of my guy. Oh, you know what's super spooky about him? And I don't think this is a spoiler, because it's like in the details. So he's a character in the game. You see him, um, you see him in Witcher three, the base game without the DLC. Let's just say that. And then throughout the game, you see him in various, uh, well, if you're like really observant, you can see him dressed as different people. And he's just like always watching. Ooh. It's oh. really creepy. Um, and then of course in hearts of stone, you know, he's more prevalent, but throughout the base game, if you're, really really um observant you can see him dressed as different people which is really creepy just that's but it's awesome yeah so wait what does he look like i'm gonna have to keep my eye out for him now the next time i pick it up i'm planning um well i mean you can look it up don't want to spoil it but uh, (laughs) you can spoil it yourself if you want to look it up (laughs) but he will not take responsibility for that you're a more responsible man than i am (laughs) Oh man, having having basically the devil as a boss or a villain is so classic though. And people always like to do, you know, like kind of their own own st- like, you know, spin on it on twist, whatever you want to call it. And it's interesting to see how in different games they're they're so different. Like they look different, they like, they're always just a, I'm evil, I am pure evil incarnate, and I don't, you know, care about anybody. And that's that's basically the defining trait. But then, you know, there's a difference between, uh, obviously, the character you brought up, and then, like, Diablo. Like, Diablo <laughs> yeah. is still the devil, but, like, he still manipulates people, <laughs> he still watches people, he does all these things, but obviously he's, like, in that game, a giant beast, or possessing people or something but uh, I think that's a very classic choice and any game that has where it's like yeah the they're Satan <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> okay like I guess I probably can't kill them I don't know but or it will at least be very difficult and you don't feel any remorse killing them because you're like well they're literally the devil so Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Like, there's no redeeming feature for them. You deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's nice. We can we wrap it up with the ultimate evil <laughs> of civilization. <laughs> Literally, the devil. So, of course, who else? <laughs> you gotta end on on a big note there. So nice. I think I think everyone has. I was concerned, like, we were all going to pick, like, the exact same people or something, and I was like, oh, yeah, no, we're, same. we're all going to pick the same, but I think that was, we all have pretty different opinions and what 
what makes villains villains to us. So as we wrap up, are there any last notes, any villain shout outs or last notes on people you mentioned before we finish? Uh, let's see. We'll start with Austin. Um, honorable mention to two people. One, which Trevor will really like, <laughs> um, is Wario. I love yes. Wario. <laughs> um, and then second one is more of a villain turned hero, the Arbiter from Halo, another favorite Ooh. series of mine. Yeah. And uh, I considered those two, but they just didn't make the list. But I, I have to give them a shout out. Yeah. Good choices. Yeah, very nice. Good shout outs. Thank you. My shout outs are going to have to be very classic mentions. I didn't mention them because I feel like they didn't need to be. Um, obviously, we've got Sephiroth. Ooh, yeah. We've got mm-hmm. Ganon. And then a sort of internet favorite would be GLaDOS. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. So, but, I mean, like you said, just it's such the obvious choice that it almost felt wrong. Yeah. Was to it? bring it up in our in our conversation. Yeah. She's she's great though. Yeah. So talk about someone who makes the game. <laughs> yeah, they 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 make the game and they made like the internet <laughs> memes for a while <laughs> like you can still Oh boy. to this day just like you could say that and everyone will get it. And yeah. you can still buy Portal and GLaDOS-themed things. One of my favorite goods, kind of an aside here, is you can buy... They sell a Black Forest cake mix that's Portal brand. Ooh. <laughs> and when it arrives, it is empty. Oh, oh no. that's terrible. It's an empty box. The cake is a lie. So... <laughs> it's awful yeah awful but also amazing like imagine like the look on someone's face when they open that like imagine somebody getting this for their kid's birthday yeah and they open it and there's nothing and they're like well i guess you don't get a birthday cake kid (laughs) spent all your birthday cake money on this empty box here's a candle cake is a live valuable life lesson (laughs) Yeah, so definitely those are my honorable mentions, very classic um, and very popular ones. feel like they did not need to make the list because they're so great, but I love all of them, and probably most people do too. So uh, let's go to Rachel. I think my... I'll I'll keep it short. I think my honorable mention is going to go to the mom from Binding of Isaac. Ooh. I think that... She is terrible and really mean. And gross. <laughs> yeah, and she gross. is very disgusting. She's <laughs> so gross. Like, the game is in general, but I was just like, <laughs> well, the whole time. <laughs> I can't with that. She's not a very nice lady. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where I'll stick my honorable mention. There you go. Nice. So um, we're going to wrap this up then. We did some honorable mentions, but... Let's also do our quick shout out for where everyone can find you online, social media, and any last words of wisdom or things you just want to throw out there before we go. So let's go right back to Rachel. All right. If you want to find me, I am at Bonfire Raven on Twitter. Um, y'all be good now. <laughs> okay. And Austin? Um, I'm not active on Twitter, but I always keep a lookout for my new stories on Game Luster. Right now, I'm, um, working on a Battletech review, which will be cool, and then also, uh, I'm gonna look at a friend's, uh, recent build of a game that he's been working on for a while, which I hope will be a nice little, uh, exclusive piece. Awesome. Exciting. And also you can find all of your articles on the Game Luster Twitter or Facebook page. So yes. you can find all of their works there. Um, yeah, follow us collectively. Yeah, just follow follow Game Luster and you'll, you'll get the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me anywhere online basically under the same handle and that is kimchi christy k-i-m-c-h-i-k-r-i-s-t-y 
and follow me and let me know all of your favorite baddies. I doubt anyone actually will, but I'm just going to throw that out there. Just I randomly. Still like to know. There are so many good ones. Yeah. Just, prove her wrong. Just prove prove me wrong. Randomly <laughs> tweet me pictures of your favorite villains with no context, like two months from now. And I'll just be like, please at us. Cool, cool. <laughs> please do at me. <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> so, um, That's a mood. <laughs> hashtag mood. Hashtag please at me. So. Oh, God. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this time, (laughs) and we hope that you will tune in for future podcasts as well. This is Christine signing off for the Game Luster Podcast. See you around.